The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and as always, I am joined by Nick Horwat as we have some not-so-fun news to talk about on our Thursday episode. We've reached episode 80 of season 2, in which we are going to be starting season 3 here in the next couple of weeks, shifting to season 3, episode 1, but as of right now, still grinding away on season two of the podcast. Horwat, I think I'm just trying to put off the news that we have to discuss in this episode because when I saw it come across the wire, one, I was shocked because I didn't even know this was an issue or at least I didn't remember it was an issue. And number two, it's not only bad for the Penguins, it's extremely bad for the first couple of weeks of the season. And that is that Sidney Crosby is going to be set to miss six weeks from... From right now, after having wrist surgery. So that would put him back roughly a week into the regular season, missing a minimum of expected four games, possibly more. But let's just talk about this. Horwat, where did this surgery come from? Because apparently it's been a nagging issue. It's time to panic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, No, it's not. But. Uh, the surgery came from, I don't know, apparently he had it last year too. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember that. Maybe we talked about it because it happened in like August of last year and that was the throes of the offseason and mm-hmm. maybe it just kind of got lost in the shuffle of Matt Murray drama, a loss in the shuffle, maybe a Patrick Hornquist stuff. I don't know. I Evgeny don't Malkin got a surgery. I, I do remember Evgeny Malkin's elbow surgery, but I don't remember Crosby like- having a wrist surgery. Maybe it was, like, buried in, like, the same story as the Malkin thing. I, I don't know. Don't... But, like, all the reporters were like, yeah, it's the same one he had last year. <sighs> News to me. Um, and apparently, not even not even that it's the same surgery, or at least the same wrist he had surgery on last year. It's an injury he's been, like, fighting through for a couple years now. Again, news to me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I mean, his production doesn't show that. I mean, uh, I I was at work. I was uh, writing for the fan when that story 
when that tweet happened, when they tweeted it, the news release didn't even hit my email yet. Mm-hmm. And the tweet was like out, and I was like, that's awkward timing, but okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure they just wanted to be the ones to break that. And that's fair. It's just a lot of times it's like the same time. It's mm-hmm. never like, hey, the media release went out an hour in advance. Normally it's like, at least with all the Pittsburgh sports teams, it's like the same exact time mm-hmm. that like my email gets it. Um, it's tweeted out or put out by the team in some form. Yeah. But this one, it was like tweet notification, Crosby surgery. What? Checks email. Nothing. Okay. Five minutes later, I get a, an email who I have, me and him have been emailing back and forth for a while today, Jeff Hathorne about this because he sent me the update on it and he sent me some quotes that while that we will dig into um, mm-hmm. from Hextall so that'll be interesting but yeah just this came out of nowhere yeah it, like I said it, if um, if he had wrist issues it sure didn't show on the ice because you know still over a point per game every season he had a hundred points not that long ago and then what 47 and 41 last year or 20 in the 2020 year whenever everything shut down and then last year it clearly was 50 something and 50 something he's you can't tell he's had a wrist issue when like when austin matthews had his wrist issues you could tell he was not scoring whereas Sidney mm-hmm. crosby you can't tell so this is weird this is out of nowhere and it kind of sinks our center depth for the beginning of the season. I mean, yeah. welcome, welcome back, first line center Jeff Carter. Yeah. And gentlemen. <laughs> wow, it is a damn good thing we protected him. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of hindsight going into the last 24 hours. And also, I mean, it, it kind of highlights the reason that you have Brian Boyle on a PTO. You're going to need center depth and... And Boyle, we we were talking on our last episode about how Brian Boyle could be, uh, you know, he could make it as a fourth-line center because of the Malkin injury. And now with the Crosby injury, uh, Brian Boyle, we'll see if he's a third-line center for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because if you look at the center depth right now, with Crosby set to miss at least four games minimum, and you have Malkin, which we still don't have a timetable from Ron Hextall on Evgeny Malkin, now our center depth is Jeff Carter at the one, Teddy Bluger at the two, Brian Boyle, who's still not even on a contract. He is on a PTO at the three, and that leaves some options for your fourth-line center. Do you put Evan Rodriguez there, who has played center in the past? Do you put Sam Lafferty, all of zero goals last season? Do you let him be the fourth-line center? Or do you give a young guy like Philip Hollander a chance? And maybe even if you put Hollander in there, I can see you making Boyle the fourth-line center, at least deploying him as the fourth-line center and allowing Philip Hollander to try to get his feet underneath him with the third line, whichever that may be. I mean, this is going to be... We already talked about how Jeff Carter is not going to have Jared McCann, who we had a really good rapport with when he came over. Is Jeff Carter going to be playing in between Jake Gensel and Brian Rust to start the season? I mean, there's going to be so much shifting around throughout this training camp, and that's the thing. We aren't even at training camp yet. We're going to have a training camp that does not have Evgeny Malkin on the ice. It does not have Sidney Crosby on the ice and with the team. Line rushes those first couple of weeks are going to be unimaginably random, I believe. They're going to be anemic, man. This is going to (laughs) be... 
There's going to be no meat <sighs> on these bones, man. There's not. We're going to go in so thin to the point of you were listing off minor leaguers and more or less you were listing off prospects. You got to remember, we signed a uh, someone who has NHL experience who might get in over those guys because that's how the Penguins like to roll. They like to put up the guys with the experience over some prospects in certain situations, one like this, and Michael Chaput. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. From Phoenix or Arizona or Tempe or wherever they end up. Um, we, it, I don't know how to put it, but this is going This is going to be a lean. There's no fat and no muscle on these bones, man. It's going to be a lean center position for the first couple of weeks. Yep. All of training camp. To the point of, by God, Brian Boyle better not actually be hot trash. Because if he is, and let's because like, we don't know, he hasn't played in a year. We yeah. don't know what he, honest to God, looks like on the ice. If he's garbage, if he's terrible, I'm not saying we're screwed, but I'm saying, what are our options? Because we're mentioning Brian Boyle pretty much locking in as the third line center when he's technically not on a real deal. Yeah, I mean the, the options are not really plentiful for, for Ron Hextall to fix this. I mean, you have who you have under contract, and that's basically it. I mean, they sign. They 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 had they can they're probably gonna have to sign Boyle, I would imagine, to make up that those spots and those holes. But also you think about how much time Sidney Crosby plays. He plays what, twenty minutes a game? Evgeny Malkin usually plays what, twenty minutes a game. Are we really gonna saddle Jeff Carter and Teddy Bluger with twenty minutes a game at the center ice position? No, you're gonna have to roll all four lines or or maybe even I, I don't have this in my notes because it, it just skipped off my mind with how busy today has been. Jake Gensel has played center. Yes, you took the words right out of mouth, right out of my mouth. I didn't think about it at all until you mentioned Carter centering Rustin Gensel, and I was like, wait a minute, Jake Gensel's an option there. We forgot that we have guys that have at one point or another, at least for a little, played center. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not ideal that you do that, and yeah, you you also don't want to look back and say, well, then maybe we should have kept Jared McCann. Don't give me revisionist, revisionist history on something that was out of our control. Um, but for what it's worth, oh, we are still very thin because mm-hmm. McGinn and Heinen are not going to pull that weight. Jake Gensel could at least slide in at some point and do something there. It's something. It's a name. I don't want to think about how bad our power play might look in the first few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's going to be interesting just seen a lot of like i don't even know how to put it it's just it's we're recording in this on like the day this happened by the way which Mm -hmm. i mean hell this episode is the day after so we're recording this at perfect timing i guess you could say it's just this is the wildest thing because i'm still blown away at the fact that no one knew about this really there was no mm-hmm. inclination of hey this might happen hey he looks hurt hey he is hurt hey he's been battling an injury for years none of this it was just tweet bomb out of nowhere hey yeah. your captain had a surgery he's out for six weeks yeah and i think what happened there and this is of course i have no sources that back this up this is just my thought on what probably happened there is crosby took the summer off as he probably has done since he's had to deal with this wrist injury mm-hmm. probably took the summer off came back and said okay, this feels a little worse than usual. And from what Hextall said in some of his quotes that were released, it seemed like they were like, all right, let's see 
if you can warm it up, if it gets a little bit better, what's a little bit more use with a little bit more training. And from what it sounds like, it wasn't. And Sidney Crosby just said, you know what? I think we need to get the surgery. Yeah, so I can read off uh, some of the quotes that I was sent from uh, from Jeff Hathorn, from Ron Hextall. I don't exactly remember where he got these, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just from a conference from uh, with Hextall. Um, so right away in the press release, they mentioned that they had tried the non-invasive things before, and you know it's just come. It's just at the point where we can't anymore. This quote from Hextall, I think, really describes a lot. Um, there is a process to go through at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it had been bothering him. Uh, Sid has been dealing with this for numerous years, and at the end of the year, you let your body heal and test things out. Um, it takes weeks to figure out, you know, to figure out something like a wrist. Um, and the conclusion we came to is that the procedure was just the best way. So basically. We were putting it off to see how the how his body would react to healing itself because the human body is a hell of a thing it can do that, and in some cases it is it is able to really heal through things like that. Um, for example, I had a really bummed up foot not that long ago, and mm-hmm. I didn't do anything about it. It just healed itself mm-hmm. while I still worked on my feet every day. But um, so yeah, like when the season ends, your body does kind of have to go through this process of noticing the injuries and healing them the wrist i guess just stuck around and that's why it was put off so long i know that's one of the questions you had mm-hmm. um this is why it stuck around why we put it off until this point because i mean we just didn't know these non-invasive procedures weren't working anymore and you know you want your top athlete in the world basically to be at his best so mm-hmm. you get it done now you miss minimal time and you get it back on the ice I think it's just bad timing and the fact that it is bad timing that we couldn't figure this out sooner, but that's just not the way the human body works. It's not the way medical stuff works. And um, I'll have, I have more quotes that we'll just dig into, but that's mm-hmm. the reason why I was put off for so long. So all yeah. you Facebook commenters, <laughs> chill. How about you read the story a little bit and find out? <laughs> Yeah, you're you're loving diving into those Facebook comments. I'm sure you are, but ton of I mean, fun all the time. <laughs> let's let's ask and answer the question that a lot of people have been answering on their own in the Facebook comments, and that is how big of a deal is this news to the Penguins season? Obviously, it's gonna stink for the first couple of weeks, yeah, not having either of our star centers. But I think once that goes past. Yeah, it's going to affect you. Yeah, it might set you back, especially in the division year, and it might set you back. But look at the schedule for the first couple of weeks of the season. Like I said earlier, he will most likely miss at least four, the first four games. Those four games, once those are done, that's where we get to that minimum six weeks. But if he goes further than that, then he's, let's just say for, for sake, he misses all of October. That is eight games, which is what? close to 10% of the season, something like that. That's but, a way to make it all seem very small. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's eight games. It's the first eight games, too. And let's look at that schedule. You have Tampa Bay on the road and Florida on the road. Those games are going to be extremely difficult without Malkin or Crosby. But then you have a homestand to finish out the rest of the month. Six games at home against Chicago, Dallas, Toronto, Tampa again, Calgary, and New Jersey. I know that it looks bleak, without these two guys, but 
I have to imagine the Penguins are capable of pulling out at least three wins of those eight games. Yeah, it's um, one of the other quotes that Hextall said. I think this was just kind of in a tweets in like a tweet uh, Twitter thread. Um, the defense and goaltending has got to be tight without yeah. two of our top scores. Um, sure, Gensel and Rust are still there, but they can only do so much. And let's also just not forget, hey, this team has got a shitty history with injuries. Mm-hmm. They do. It's just now it's just with surgeries this offseason that are going to linger over. So we got to stay healthy. Dear God, we have to stay healthy unless we want to force some NHL debuts that we didn't want to see yet. Mm-hmm of people we may not have ever expected to get NHL debuts nonetheless. Mm-hmm. A few other people, like, um, Hextall did mention guys like Zahorna, Rodriguez, and I think Lafferty, I'd have to look into the story again. Um, but Zahorna is, like, going to be getting a big chance, apparently, out of this in the, in the show, which is, it's hey, we have a name to replace. That's good. It's not like yeah. we're getting the answer of we'll see who comes out of camp. No, he's ready with... Zahorna, he's going to be in the line of getting his chance. Rodriguez, I think we already thought was going to be in because Malkin's out. Um, but getting names, you know, thrown at us is a bonus. It's something. Yeah. Um, and we just got to roll with what we got at the beginning of the season. We're going to look like uh, career mode five years down the line. Yeah. With all these <laughs> weird names and new people, but um, if some if someone's able to perform if Tristan Jari can really lock it down mm-hmm. I think that'll be huge it's just going to be very interesting it's gonna be very raw yeah it, it is time for a couple of people to step up it's time for Chris Letang to step up and be the leader on this team it's time for Jake Gensel to step up and be the leader of the forwards and it's time for Tristan Jari to step up I mean we already expected it to be time for him to step up after the way his season ended last year but if he can go out there and put on a performance in these first four to eight games of the season without both Crosby and Malkin, I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure the confidence from the fan base would go a lot higher. And secondly, I'm sure his confidence in himself would go a lot higher if he's able to backstop this team to even a 500 record without, that's $18 million plus in salary cap that they're just not going to have at the beginning of the season for two players. That's, there's a reason they make up that much money in the salary cap. They're that good. They're that important to this team. And we're going to have to see because the last time that both of these guys missed an extended period of time, we basically had Jordan Stahl as the number one center. A young Jordan Stahl. Now we have a 36-year-old Jeff Carter. A, a Pretty much at the beginning of his prime, Teddy Bluger. A past his prime, Brian Boyle. Although it might still he, he might still be really good. He might not be as great. But he's not a scorer. So... The center depth is scary. It is scary looking at it. And and when I say scary, I, I don't mean scary good. I mean scary as in I don't know how it's going to work out. If you move Gensel to center, I'm sure that does fix a couple problems. But then, of course, you still have a barren wing then. So it, 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 there's going to be a lot of questions to answer when training camp starts here in a week or two. And when it comes to how big of a deal is it to the season, it's not a big deal as long as he comes back closer to that six-week mark. If this lingers and he misses seven, eight, nine weeks and then comes back and suffers a setback during the season, then it's a big deal because we still don't know how Malkin is going to recover from off-season knee surgery. And now we have Sidney Crosby trying to recover from basically preseason wrist surgery. It's not even off-season anymore. It's preseason wrist surgery. 
It'll be a big deal if that lingers for either of them, but especially Sidney Crosby. If injuries linger for either or both of them, I mean, how quickly do we turn this into, all right, this is the tank year, everybody. It you don't. Sucks. You don't? Okay. I was going to say, it sucks to do that in um, the years that we are in with Malkin and Latang. It's mm. just unfortunate timing. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you're still going all in with assuming if those two if the, if those injuries linger on i'm assuming someone gets pulled in i'm assuming a trade is made of sorts a signing is made of sorts i, I don't know how they're going to be able to do if that lingers here's the thing if that is going to linger when LTIR. does it when when do you pull the trigger on putting them on ltir because as of right now it doesn't seem like hextall wants to use ltir i don't blame for either of them because he doesn't expect them i mean that is good news for malkin that means he doesn't expect them to be gone that long but at the same time if you're going to keep them both on the, the regular IR, you're going to have to deal with that cap hit, and you're not going to be able to make moves to bring anybody in. And it doesn't seem like he's looking to make moves to bring anybody in for that absence, which, again, good thing is that means they're probably not going to be out as long. Bad thing is, yeah. while, they're, while they are out, what you're left with is going to be a, difficult to get the two points every night. Yeah, and I do, I do like that Hextall's instilling some confidence and saying, like, we're not going to LTIR these guys. They're coming back. Mm-hmm. Good. It's in the immediate sense of okay. He's confident that neither of these things should linger on for too long. That's at least something to hang your hat on, right? Like, hey, we may be a little, you know, a little uh, anemic is the word I used earlier. Mm-hmm. It may be a little thin. It may be a little raw, but we're not LTIRing them. Them. They should just be, you know, healthy in their timetables. Again, we don't know Malkins, but um, it should be relatively. Early I, in the season? I would think it's not more than a month. Yeah. you know. So if we're getting that kind of confidence from Hextall, I don't know why we shouldn't be that kind of confident. I'm mm-hmm. about, I'm all about saying, hey, you know, Crosby misses two weeks of the season. All right. It's, I, I look, at his, look at his career. He's money in the bank for missing two weeks of the season. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. No offense to the guy, but, I mean, he's played 82 games, what, three times? Uh, I think he's only Maybe played, I, I think he's only played 82. Let me, let me look at that before we just keep guessing, but. And count his 81, 81 game rookie year, because that's, that counts. Um, twice then. Yeah. He played 81 games his rookie year. He played 82 games in 2017-18 and he missed one game last season and three okay. games in 2018-19. So, I mean, as of lately, he's been playing in almost all the games except for in 2019-20 when he missed with his core muscle surgery. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh man, it's, I don't even know the point I was getting at. I'm just kind of, we're all just kind of trying to talk this through, I think, because again, mm-hmm. remember what I said, remember every time Crosby gets injured, first of all, I shouldn't have to say that sentence. Every time Crosby gets injured, we have this conversation. All right. Well now every Penguins fan is a, is a medical professional. Yeah. Sid, I have two wrist tendons I'm not using. Take them. My, <laughs> Don't worry. My hands are not going to be missed on the deck hockey court, okay? Listen, if if the Mighty Ducks could handle missing Adam Banks with a wrist injury and still come back to win the Minnesota Pee Wee State Championship, then the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> can miss Sidney Crosby for a couple weeks due to a wrist injury, and still be able to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think you're mixing up movies, but I appreciate the gumption. I think his... I which, think, one, which one was he injured in? I think... Okay, so the first one, I think he just 
he was on he was on the Hawks in the first one. I think that was the issue there. Uh, the second one, which was the Goodwill Games, which is basically the Child Olympics, that, I think that's the one he was hurt in for Team USA. Yes, and then the third one, Banks was on the varsity team. Yeah. So he was not even on the team. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm not the Mighty Ducks expert that you are, <laughs> but I tried. I, I remember the but, scene of him with the stick yeah, and the wrist yeah. injury. That, that's what I remembered. That's a very popular scene, but I will say one thing, though. Uh, in that, although Charlie left the team so Banks could come back. I was going to say, they still had Charlie, at least, who isn't, you know, isn't Adam Banks, but he was their captain. Oh, hey, he was their captain. Charlie's a good Minnesota boy, and, and so is Jake Gensel, so I think we're good. <laughs> Jake Gensel's from Omaha. No, he's from Minnesota. He went to Nebraska, Omaha for college. Get your facts right. I am <laughs> going to? I yeah. I may have... Wait, what? Yeah, I he's, wrote he's, a whole he, story he, on this. And... He's from Minnesota, buddy. I believe it. I'm just... You're not wrong. He did go to college at Omaha. I d- yeah. Brother, this says born October 6, 1994 in Omaha, Nebraska. I... His family lives in Minnesota. Yes. His family his, fa- his family his... lives in Minnesota. Yes, okay. I, his... I thought he was born in Minnesota too. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome I guess I got to get late... my facts straight. Welcome to the late night uh edition <laughs> to yeah. the iceberg. Um, yeah. what happens when we have a show planned and then Sidney Crosby gets wrist <laughs> surgery? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um uh, I still have more quotes I wanted to read. Because, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, leave us uh, off with those. Yeah, because uh, we can just get back on track here. I think I really ha- only have one more. It's just um, I think we all, we all, including Sid, wish um, if we would have known this a month or two ago, it would have been great. We would have done this a month or two ago. Um, but this is where we are. On the positive side, we have four weeks before we play a regular season game. Mm-hmm. So, again, Hextall instilling confidence by saying, we have four weeks, as in, maybe I'm reading between the lines on this one, but, hey, in four weeks, he could be good. Yeah. John Cena, this, just all of a sudden be okay. (laughs) Or, hey, at least a majority of the six weeks is spent in the Mm offseason. So there is some positives to see in it. Thank God we're not doing this, you know, two preseason games in. Yeah. You know, thank God we're not in the middle of training camp and we just see the video of Sid leaving camp early. Wait, what's going on? Yeah, that's happened we're, a lot in recent memory. Yeah, we're getting the <laughs> hey, we still we don't we don't have a date. We don't know when training camp is set to start yet. So at least that's happening. We're getting these this in, these injury uh, quotes and you know media releases. At least we're getting those before we have a hey, here's when training here's when rookie and training camp start. You know, which I'm assuming is soon. I although because the season starts a week later, um, or two, I forget what it is now. The, there's a little bit of extra breathing room there because normally at this point in a normal year, what camps already started? I would think. Uh, no, it's usually about the second or third week of September, so probably next week or okay. the following week. Especially because I think it was two weeks from Monday. Let me double check that, but I think two weeks from this past Monday is the preseason opener not that it's too much of a big deal but still on september 27th the penguins will open their preseason against the columbus blue jackets that's good to know i did not know i did not know the dates of preseason games so oh, that's so that, that's three weeks from past this past monday so i feel two, like two and a half weeks last, away i feel like camps lasted a lot longer i feel like there used to like be like a rookie camp like a 
rookie in tryout camp and then training camp. Usually, but I don't think they're having a rookie camp this year. No, it must not be because that would have that would have definitely been happening by now if mm-hmm. we're like 20 days away from a game. Mm-hmm. All right, um, interesting, fun stuff. Uh, any other th- things? No, I. They're just focused on getting Sid back to 100 as soon as possible. And yeah. You know what? Hey, like I said, better do it now. Sure, better do it a month ago, but we didn't know a month ago. Better mm-hmm. do it now than, you know, wait for the first preseason game. Wait for practices to start. Wait for the regular season. Like, mm-hmm. better to get it in now while he may only miss two weeks and then we're good for the rest of the year. In an 82-game season, no less. The, yeah, the difference is, would you rather have him back at the beginning of November or the beginning of December? The answer is clearly November, and that's basically what we're getting. Yeah, and I wrote it down, I think, in my story. The the date in exactly six weeks is October 20th. Mm-hmm. So, yep. we shall wait and see. Again, the human body is a fickle bitch sometimes. So. Yeah, and, and luckily for him, he should be able to get his conditioning up to speed up to speed because it's an upper body injury and a wrist injury so mm-hmm. not that Sidney crosby usually comes to camp out of shape because he never does right. but at the same time he'll still be able to get his conditioning in and he should be able to slot in relatively quickly once he's given the, the all clear to start shooting pucks and start getting his wrist back and rehabbed and like i said said we we have four combined wrists on this on this show i'm sure uh we don't need these that i <laughs> What I don't have to, I won't fidget my fidget spinner. Well, that and his his, his wrist is already fixed. So um. fair, fair point. <laughs> he did have the surgery. It is it is fixed. But we're gonna take a quick break. When we return, we will finish our show with our shout outs and call out segment. Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first round draft bust. We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the nhl welcome back to the tip of the iceberg podcast brought to you as always by the hockey podcast network as well as DraftKings. make sure you use promo code thpn when you sign into DraftKings sportsbook app and great and get great odds i should say especially on this weekend's week one nfl action again that's code thpn for great odds and great opportunities on the DraftKings sportsbook app Horwat, shout-outs and call-outs to finish off this week's run of shows. What is your shout-out for this week? My shout-out. All right, so I'm going to keep both my shout-out and call-out short, sweet, and to the point. Kind of fun. Um, so my shout-out is, um, have, first, have you ever seen the picture of Rob Lowe attending a, a, an NFL football game? No. Where he's not supporting a team. and he's it, There's a meme photo around of him just, like, sitting at a football game. Uh, and he's not wearing a team hat. He's just wearing an NFL hat. It's just the NFL logo. Hey, he's, a, he's a fan of Commissioner Goodell. He's a fan of the Shield. and uh, But that kind of became an internet joke for a little bit, and he dove headfirst into it. He went to a baseball game and wore an MLB hat and made a <laughs> TikTok video. It was, go baseball, go teams. It just He's just having fun with it. And then he was at whatever PGA event was like a couple days later wearing a PGA hat, <laughs> which that one makes a little more sense because there's no teams. But again, it's just Rob Lowe enjoying sports. It's yeah. just fun. It's fun, lighthearted stuff. And I don't know. I It's stuff like that that makes me laugh. It makes Rob- me enjoy things. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe not cheering a specific team at a sporting it's event is actually... 
kind of very on brand for his character from Parks and Recreation. Yes. <laughs> it's very much, I'm just here to support everyone. And, and that that literally is to a T his character in Parks and Rec. And why I can't for the life of me think of what his name is in Parks and Rec, I'll have to I'll have to look it up, I guess, and cheat. But it You're is very... it is 100% on par with that because I'm all I'm thinking of him saying right now is is Ann Perkins. Perkins. Yep. <laughs> oh no, I can't remember his name either. That's one of those shows that I never finished. Uh, Chris. Chris Traeger. The the Chris Traeger Turkey Burger. From exactly. Yeah. The there you go. But that is like I said, that is exactly on par with Chris yeah. Traeger from Parks and Rec. Just <laughs> go team. I'm here for everybody to be happy. Except for that, I believe, like, half a season where he was depressed, and it was very weird. Yeah. But <laughs> um, as I'm scrolling through, I just looked up, looked up Rob Lowe's sports to find at least one or two of the pictures. There's him in the NFL hat. It's just it's so funny. But there's also a picture of him wearing a, a Houston Asterisks shirt. <laughs> so you, we know one team he does not support, and we can get with that. <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring up the Houston Astros because – they like to bang on trash cans to cheat for their baseball game, and my shout-out has something to do with garbage. My nice. shout-out goes to Netflix for their documentary, Untold, Crime and Penalties. Horwat, have you seen this I documentary? Need, no, I have not yet, and I need to. I know I do. You, you definitely need to see this, and if you, if you don't want to hear what I have to say about it and you're listening to the, the podcast, just mute or, or fast-forward for about a minute and Horwath, if you want to turn off your, your headphones, you, you can. I'm not going to spoil too much of it. Go for but it. I'm okay with knowing how shows go. This documentary is about the Danbury Trashers, which was actually the name of a UHL team back in 2004. And the UHL, of course, is the United Hockey League, a minor league hockey league, owned by Jimmy and AJ Galante. Owned, I should say, by Jimmy, but ran by AJ Galante. Now... When the team was bought by Jimmy, who was a trash mogul in Connecticut, which, if you know anything about trash moguls on the Northeast Seaboard, they're usually tied to the mob. Nice. And this follows along with it. But the point is, his son loved hockey, but he had a really gruesome injury where he was no longer able to play hockey. So Jimmy, being the mob boss and very rich man that he is, bought a hockey team and gave it to his 17-year-old son to run. This, oh, this child this. basically created this team in the vision of every hockey movie. There's mention of the Mighty Ducks. He signed two twin brothers because of Slapshot. Thinking of Slapshot. His first player that he ever signed was Gretzky. Brent Brett. Gretzky, yes, to I be to exact. And then something else that, that happened about halfway through, because this was in 2004... One of their, I think they only played two seasons. 2004-2005 was the NHL lockout. It was the lockout, no. Who'd they get? So Mike Rupp was a member. <laughs> former Pittsburgh Penguin Mike Rupp was a member of the Danbury Trashers. It is a must-watch if you're a hockey fan. It is a must-watch if, if you like mob bosses and stuff like that. It is just a combination of the two and also the fact that it was basically... All enforcer-based. If you look yep. at the penalty minutes on those teams, they were all sky-high. My favorite is when you see the players that played seven games but had 50 penalty minutes. Is it, like There's the people that had 300 and some penalty minutes in a season. But if you've played seven games and you still have 50 penalty minutes, that just goes to show exactly 
how far down that lineup they were all playing that style of hockey. So definitely check that out. It is, to me, a must-watch if, you, if you're a hockey fan. It was a great watch for me, and then seeing Mike Ropp <laughs> come across the screen was hilarious. And just seeing him being interviewed for this was also hilarious. So definitely check that out. So, like, I've only seen quick images and a bunch of people talking about it. I didn't actually know mm-hmm. a damn thing about it. I just yeah. saw a bunch of people talking about it. I was like, I should probably check that out. Mm-hmm. Good to know all of that. That's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, he basically... it. See, it. when you say like, it's a 17-year-old running a team, your first thought is like, oh, so it's kind of like, you know, NHL franchise mode come to life. Basically. No, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's but basically in, instead that. of getting skilled players, but I mean, Mike Rupp. Can you imagine Mike Rupp after scoring a Stanley Cup winning goal a couple seasons later, yep. going and playing in the UHL? That is unprecedented. It's like uh, Bissonette in the English in the English Hockey League. Yeah, star player, absolute garbage time over here. It's <sighs> yeah, I need to find the time to watch that. When am I Must free? Watch. Oh yeah, never. Yeah, um, same here will, though. <laughs> I will figure something out. That's. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I've I know I've seen like the imagery and mm-hmm. people talk about it and people are already trying to sell trasher shirts or yeah. jerseys. Yeah. Um it, that sounds incredible. That's so mm-hmm. good. So definitely check that out and we'll move over to call outs with that to try to keep this moving along here on this what Wednesday evening that we're recording this. Yeah. But my call out goes to Matt Nagy who is the head coach of the Chicago Bears. The Bears will be playing in prime time against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night in week one of the NFL season, the very first Sunday night football of the season. And Matt Nagy decides to go with Andy Dalton over star rookie Justin Fields on Sunday night. Now, obviously, we would all rather see Justin Fields start his career on Sunday night football. He'll most likely end up starting by the end of the season because as Steelers fans, we know a little bit about Andy Dalton. But at the same time, it is just a bummer that the first Sunday night game of the season will be headlined by the Red Rocket himself, Andy Dalton. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm excited on Sunday to see Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, all making their NFL debuts. All should be very, very good rookies. But on Sunday night, I want to sit back, relax, and watch Justin Fields. I don't want to sit there and watch Andy Dalton give the LA Rams and Matt Stafford plenty of opportunities to blow them out. Oh boy. Yeah, that's that should be interesting. Chicago's going to be bad again this year, huh? I mean, if they had Justin Fields in there, I feel like they would be a little bit better because the reason that they were always bad is because their offense was anemic. Their defense is good. Their offense was just anemic. Now, put in a good quarterback there because, you know, Mitch Trubisky was not it. So maybe you put a good quarterback in there like a Justin Fields and you have better results. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to be better than the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers because that's probably just oh. a farce to even think of. Aaron Rodgers on his revenge tour. Forget exactly. about it. But, I mean, maybe they – I mean, I'm hoping they still finish better than the Detroit Lions, but maybe they challenged Minnesota for second. There you go. Yeah. There, no one – I don't – Aaron Rodgers and his – last dance revenge tour because that's really what it is yeah whoo i don't want to be going into lambeau field this year yeah the steelers play the packers in week three i think so that ain't gonna go well is it in lambeau i will double check that while you give us your call out for a while again mine's short sweet to the point here uh 
it, this call out is also a partial shout out because um, a couple of friends of the show all joined one big podcasting network with uh, in, in the city of Pittsburgh. But there was one radio host who was still not happy about it. <laughs> that is the good old super genius who um, our, our boys, Tyler and oh, I'm forgetting their Smitty. Names. Zach. Smitty, yeah. Zach from the 412, from around the 412, uh, just released hey we just here's our episode here's our first episode guys that's all they said hey here's our first episode on our new network and mark madden with the tweet of the century uh you know sarcastically calling them professionals okay uh mark we've had this discussion before um they are now on a pretty professional website in the city pretty professional that's 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 what the website is It, it is a professional website run by tk yeah they are on a professional network and yeah that's exactly what they are so mm-hmm. sarcastic comments like that are not nice and uh i don't know just get over it yeah. the ratio was hysterical whenever i looked at it it was um zero retweets a bunch of quote tweets and like a couple of likes <laughs> and uh, and i was like oh this is just a great ratio so yeah yeah not too many support not too much support for that tweet but uh a ton of support for all of the people that joined DK's uh, mm-hmm. podcasting network. It's looked awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, shout out, quick shout out to all of them. I can't remember everyone who's on it, but yes, yeah. I, I know Jordan as well. Jordan DeFigio yeah. that came onto the show and the Yins Hears podcast w- was scooped up by DK, but definitely go check them out as well, because that's a lot of good Pittsburgh based content. And a lot of, like, like we said, we have a lot of friends of the show that yeah. were signed and, and we're very happy for them. And, Obviously, you know, the, the comments from from <laughs> from Madden are, are, are what they are, and they're, they're always going to be that way. But I choose to, instead of actually talking about that, I choose to talk about comments like what Jesse Marshall tweeted out on Absolutely. Wednesday. Which was, there's a reason I retweet stuff like that, because Jesse Marshall is freaking salt of the earth, man. And he's come on this podcast several times. He is so open and, and ready to talk to anybody, and he supports everybody. So it, don't... Try, try to think of positivity. Try to surround yourself yeah. with positivity. And that's, that's kind of where I want to end it with. Like, don't surround yourself with, with comments and don't seek out comments like Mark Madden has on there. I mean, the, the guy is good at what he does, but the guy can be a little bit selfish and the guy can be a little bit big-headed. Yeah. I, I try to ignore him as much as possible when it gets like that, but I, I choose to follow and listen along to stuff like Jesse Marshall and, and the stuff that he says because of the type of a person that he is through and through. He doesn't yeah. have a shtick. I, a lot of people say Mark Madden is great in person. That's fine. I really don't care if you're great in person. Just, you don't. Why? Why are you faking it then online for a heel persona? I mean, yeah, I guess it's... he would fit in with AJ Galante and the Trashers, but I, I choose to more ingratiate myself with people like Jesse Marshall. Yeah, and I unfollowed uh, Mark Madden shortly after his last little outburst. Um, yeah, because again, I followed him before because he is genuinely a radio icon in the city i guess he is you can't deny it he's been around forever in a day yeah um he's a radio icon in the city so i gave him some uh follow back in the day and i had good things to say about him whenever i was younger a long time ago you defended him for a while he was a gen he is a genuinely smart person when it comes to sports Mm -hmm. but my god dude what are you doing these days um yeah no and i nor i wouldn't have even seen it if that tweet didn't blow up with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. that i do follow so Hey, shout out to everyone that joined the thing. And if you're out there just doing something you 
love, whether or not it is professional or not, whether you're getting paid or not, whether it is something other people don't like or not, screw it. You do you. You are out here to live one life. You are out here to enjoy what you do. Hell, why do you think we've been doing this podcast all summer? We've had no news for like two months. And uh, hey, we're still here twice a week. Two episodes a week still. And that's what we're going to continue to keep trying to do, obviously, through our third season covering the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I do have an update on on what I was just talking about with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week four, they will be in Lambeau Field at 425 to play the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And it'll probably be a frozen tundra because it's Lambeau Field. In October? Yeah, I said Come on. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end this episode. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Monday. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick Horwat 41 and at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts from. So please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. You can visit them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Every team, everywhere.